Fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain, this is the Fab Lab Podcast, and I'm your host, Aaron Crowley, episode 155. Three tips on getting paid, improving your collections, uh, and to follow on this uh, economic storm theme that we've been on, reducing sale. Now, in a sailing sense, if you're not paying attention and you got all your sails up and a squall comes up out of the blue, you're not paying attention, hits the boat, it can knock you down. It can actually damage the vessel. Uh, it can be very, very risky. And so you got to be paying attention to what's on the horizon so that if a big wind, if there's, if there's more wind than your boat can handle, you've actually got to shrink your sail, which basically reduces the risk. And for example, if you're sailing by yourself and you need to go down below and take a nap, you may want to reduce sail because if a squall comes up while you're uh, dozing, um, there may not be time to react. And so as a precaution, you reduce sail, which would limit the effects of a, a windstorm or a storm blowing up unexpectedly and uh, and knocking you off course, knocking your boat down, da- damaging the vessel, et cetera, et cetera. And the same thing is true for collections. Same thing is true in business. In an economic storm, those who are reducing risk by good management of the business are going to be less likely to be sunk or knocked down or knocked off course in the event of an economic storm. And so in this episode today, we're going to talk about collections because this is a major risk. Getting strung out by a big customer, a big builder, a big remodeling company, huge, huge risk. Now, it doesn't seem risky if the bills are getting paid, but with the interest rate hikes that are going on right now, most big remodeling contractors, and I would expect this, this is probably pretty close, 100% of your builders, they rely on financing. They rely on home loans or, you know, home equity lines of credit to do those remodels, home loans to do the, the new construction projects. When that starts slowing down or starts drying up, the cash flow starts to dry up, and the companies that are on top of their collections, the companies that are on top of their receivables, that have a plan in place and are following the tips I'm going to share with you today are much likely to get paid sooner and are much less likely to be caught standing there going, well, I did all that work and didn't get paid. Now, that's the danger. That's the risk. And by staying on top of your collections, by staying on top of your receivables, that is, in a sense, a basically a risk reduction strategy. It's reducing your sales. It's reducing your exposure. So in the event that things get a little bit dicey, a storm hits, you know, the effects on your business are going to be muted. They're going to be limited significantly. And the companies that don't, that get caught holding a whole bunch of receivables at 30, 60, 90 days, and that builder all of a sudden, you know, he's got to pay. It's a calculation. How do we keep the the work going to the extent possible? Maybe they go find another sub who's happy to give them 30, 60, 90 day terms. So it strings them out another, you know, one, two, three months of operation to keep the cash flow going. And you get stuck. Well, the work is gone, and now I didn't get paid, and I got no leverage. So it's really, really important that even though it's an uncomfortable topic, it's an emotional topic, I would say I think it it, it, it enters the realm of psychology because there is so much emotion and, the, and the, the temptation, which is to avoid that awkward conversation with the big customer that's feeding you all kinds of work but maybe stringing you out. But you got to keep this in mind. What's more expensive? What, what is better? In this calculation, to do all the work, to incur all the expense, the labor, the materials, the overhead, et cetera, et cetera, to get those jobs done and then not get paid, or to just not have the work reduce your overhead. You don't have that material expense. You don't have that labor expense. Yeah, your sales are lower, but your profits are actually higher, a lot higher in the end, had you not taken on the work. So 
best case scenario is to get the work and manage the receivables so that you get paid. And we're going to talk about that today. Three tips on how to get paid. Your collections system, your collections mentality, your mindset, how to reduce sale, how to reduce your risk in the event that we are on the horizon, or I should say that an economic storm is on the horizon. How can you prepare your collection? Now, before we get into that, I want to mention a word from our sponsor, No Lift Install System. Another way to reduce risk is to invest in your install department, to invest in your install crew. You are at risk of your shop production being limited. I know you've seen this before. Your installers are standing out there waiting to load a job because the polishers are still polishing. What if they're still polishing because the day before you had to send one of those polishers out to the field to help put an awkward countertop in? So you can reduce the risk to your shop output. You can reduce the risk to your customer schedule by reducing broken countertops. What you know? It, of course, it's expensive for you, fellow fabricator, when you break a you know a quartzite sink run vein through the sink. Snaps in half. Well, yeah, that's really expensive. You got to remake it. You got to buy the material. But what does it do to the customer's schedule? What does it do to, in terms of the delay to their project and not being able to do the plumbing finish, not being able to do the tile backsplash, all those things that are held up on a job when a countertop breaks? It's really, really disruptive. It's a huge risk to you. And you can reduce that risk by investing in a no lift system. Not to mention, it reduces the risk of the physical health of your installers and allows them to stay on board a lot longer using their skill to the benefit of your business. So check out noliftsystem.com. There's still a little bit of time here, fellow fabricator, to get a no-lift system. If you act now, you can still get a no-lift system before the end of the year and uh, Section 179 depreciation. You can write the entire thing off, which actually reduces the effective cost of the no-lift by about a third. So check out noliftsystem.com. Now let's talk about the three tips for your collection strategy, how do we reduce risk? How do we make sure that you get paid heading into this economic, you know, this next year where there may be an economic storm on the horizon? Well, there's three tips I want to share. Number one, it's your visibility. What are your receivables? That's number one. Number two, what are your terms and have you communicated them to your customers? And number three, what leverage do you have to make sure that you get paid and are you prepared to use it. So let's talk about visibility. We got a storm. There's most likely rain. You think about this if you don't sail. Think about your windshield. If it's pouring down rain and you don't have your windshield wipers on, you can't see. <laughs> and if you're not paying attention to your receivables, if you don't have a system in place that gives you visibility, who is overdue? How overdue are they? And for how long have they been overdue? And in typical financial terms, most financial software, counting software is going to give you, a. it's called an aging accounts receivable summary. It's going to categorize that into zero to 30 days past due. Well, actually, the first is current, but we're not talking about current because if it's current, it's not overdue yet. It's still a receivable and you still got to watch it. But it'll also categorize your bills that are 30 days, zero to 30 days past due. 30 to 60 days past due and 60 to 90 days past due. It'll put them in columns. It'll tell you who is where. You can get a very good sense of who's either not in the habit of paying on time or who is having trouble paying on time. Trends can develop in your business and you can begin seeing, wow, last month our overall receivables were only a hundred grand. 30 days later, our receivables are at 125,000. You know, and if you, in next month, our, our receivables are at 150,000. 
That's a trend, folks. Having that visibility, and that's our first principle here. You gotta be have you, you absolutely have to have a means by which you can track your accounts receivable. And that visibility is, can't just be one lump sum. It has got to be by customer and has got to be by column, basically by date. What's in your current column? Zero to 30 days. Most people have 30-day terms. you got 30 days to pay. After 30 days, it's technically late. We're going to talk about terms in the next tip here. 30, 60, 90 days out. And if you can see that at a glance, you can scan very easily to see, wow, what are the themes? What are the trends? What may be going on here? And where do I need to focus my attention? Wow, I got this builder that's got a whole bunch of work in the 90-day column. I'm not getting, And he's got work in the 60 and 30. He's getting it. And yet, I got six more templates on the schedule this month for him. Hmm, perhaps it's time for a conversation. If you don't have that kind of visibility, it can creep up on you. And you, they can keep feeding your work. They're like, wow, this is great. We're getting the jobs done. We're getting paid. We're getting our money. And um, boy, instead of going and borrowing the money at 6%, we'll just use the countertop company's money for 90 days because they're, they're happy with us not paying. That some companies will do that. Some companies will work that. They'll work the spread to keep, they'll basically run their operation off of your money. So let me ask you, are you profitable enough? Do you have enough cash in the bank to essentially loan your customers money for their operation at zero interest? (laughs) That's really what's at stake here. So when you have that visibility, when you basically got windshield wipers on there, clearing the windshield, giving you a clear picture of what your receivables are, very, very, very helpful for you to take the necessary and the appropriate action to make sure that you do get paid, to make sure that you reduce sale, that you reduce those receivables, you get a plan in place, you start communicating, we're going to talk about that, before they have a hard time getting paid. They may just be taking advantage of it, they may just be lazy, and um, and if you can get on that, you can correct that problem before it becomes a, you know a point of no return. So let's talk about terms. Oftentimes, we're so happy to get the work that we don't bother to have the conversation. Now, let's talk about what our expectations are for getting paid. And it's not just, hey, we want to get paid in 30 days. One of the most successful things we had in our accounting system was our collections. Basically, the terms that we had, and we would point this out to customers, not only here are the terms and when we expect to get paid, this is the course of action we are going to take if we don't get paid. And we spelled it out for them up front. Homeowners, we expected 50% up front, balance due upon completion. Like literally, if the job is done, I either want you calling my office at the end of the day or the next morning, running your card, dropping off a check, giving a check to our installers, running through the payment portal. I don't really care. I just want to make sure that you are paying us. Payment upon completion. Number two for our contractors, I think we had 15, maybe it was 30 days with one contractor. We spelled out the terms as when we expect to get paid. But then we would say, here is what we're going to do. We're going to call you three times in three consecutive weeks once this bill is past due. And if we do not have resolution or communication from you, we are turning this over to collections. And so we would tell them that up front. These are the terms and this is what we intend to do if we don't get paid on time. We expect to be paid. We're not playing games. We're not a bank. We got a business to run just like you do, and we expect to get paid. And so having that set out in the, in the beginning, because some companies, either they're not paying attention, they're not taking it that seriously, and so they're not necessarily malicious. They're not trying to take advantage. They may just not be paying attention themselves, 
or they're not managing their business very well, or they're responding to the squeaky wheel and the people that are screaming the loudest are getting paid. And if you're not setting those up front, you may be the last one to get paid. And if the money runs out, you may not get paid. So that's the second tip. What are your terms? And are you communicating those to your customers in advance so they know what to expect? Let's talk about the third tip here. What's your leverage? You got to have leverage. Now, the timing is really important. This kind of just flows out of the last tip. If you've got a course of action that you've already spelled out for them, here's what we're going to do. That's where you get to become the squeaky wheel. Hey, this bill was due last week. I'm just making a call. When do you expect to pay this bill? We're sending you an email and then we're following up with a phone call. Next week, if we haven't heard from you, we're sending you an email and we're following up with a phone call. Third and last time, email and a phone call. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, as the saying goes. Here's the other benefit to this. When you're on top of it, before the storm hits, while they're still giving you money, your leverage is, I'm not doing the next job. Oh, you want that job installed in four days? Well, you've got bills that are in the 30 and 60 day column, and I've been calling and I haven't heard back from you. You haven't told us why you haven't paid. You haven't told us when we're going to get paid. So guess what? You have enormous leverage with your schedule if you are continuing to do work with them, not in a not in a heavy-handed, not in a confrontational manner, but just a very clear, straightforward, this is business. I cannot do this install until we're back out of the 60 and 30-day columns and back to current. So What are we going to do? When you have jobs that they expect you to do, you have enormous leverage. Now, you have to wield that leverage with caution, with respect. (laughs) You know, you you don't want to be intimidating. You don't want to be emotional about it. It's just business. There were multiple times we used the threat of not templating the next job because they've got a job to keep. They've got a schedule to keep. They got customers to keep happy. And sometimes that's what it takes to get their attention, to let them know that you are serious And most of them are like, oh, okay, if it's at that level, yeah, okay, this is business, we got to pay, we do have an agreement, we've got a signed contract, they expect to get paid, here's your check. My other business, Fabricator's Friend, we sell apron sleeves, jackets, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, I will, the the name of this company will remain nameless, but uh, let's just call them the Walmart of the industry. Perhaps you know who I'm talking about. There have been numerous times where their receivables got far enough out that we we basically had to say, look, you're, you're not responding to our collection calls. You're not responding to our collection emails. We're way past our terms. So this shipment, this purchase order that you're desperate and screaming for because your purchasing manager needs it so that your salespeople can be happy, guess what? You, you've left us no choice. We will not ship. Now, there's enormous emotion here because of the risk of potentially losing the client. That's the, um, that's the psychological game here is that you, 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 you wonder, okay, I got to calculate this risk. I got to weigh the outcomes here. What if I am, if I'm too insistent on getting paid? What if they are offended by that and they take their business elsewhere? Well, that is a risk, but I would rather go broke not working than go broke doing all the work. There's easier ways to go broke than doing all the work and incurring all the cost and the expense and the headache only to not get paid. If you're not going to pay me, what is the point of this business relationship? And so when you have that relationship and the work is ongoing, you have enormous leverage to withhold the next job, to postpone the next template or install until they get back into terms with your agreement and your contract. And this is the next aspect of your leverage. If you're not getting paid or you begin to suspect that you may not get paid, this is tough. 
But you have to consciously be willing to walk away from the account, to walk away from the work, to walk away from the sales. Again, what kind of condition is your business going to be in if you get strung way out with a customer and then an economic storm hits both of you and they can't pay? It may not be because they don't want to pay. It may be because they can't pay. The reason is irrelevant if you're not going to get paid. And so, fellow fabricator, there's your leverage. You got to be willing to walk away from that account before. I'd much rather walk away from that account, put them into collections, let your attorney go get that money while you go find another customer who's willing to pay according to the terms that you have established. And so, fellow fabricator, the danger here, the work is, it just keeps coming in. It's coming in like an avalanche. Yeah, maybe they're a little bit late. Yeah, okay. And it works right now because the cash flow is cash flowing. The rhythm, the waves are coming in. You got enough to keep the, the operation going. The massive risk, the massive danger is if they can't pay, if their customers stop paying them or they stop getting new customers, that, that basically that spigot of cash flow is going to get either shut off altogether or it's going to get constricted. So here's the way you got to think about this. The contractors or the other subs that those builders or those remodeling contractors are hiring, this is a game. This is a race. The companies that are on top of their receivables are going to get paid first. And if the money completely dries up, the companies that are the last ones to ask for their money are the ones that aren't going to get paid. I remember this joke. These two guys are out hiking. A bear comes onto the trail, and they take off running because the bear's chasing them. One guy stops in the middle of the trail and starts taking off his hiking boots and starts putting on running shoes. And the other guy's like, what are you doing? You can't. Running shoes aren't going to help you outrun this bear. And the guy's like, I don't have to outrun the bear. I only have to outrun you. Same thing is true for you, fellow fabricator. You you don't have to necessarily guarantee that everybody's going to get paid. You just have to be first in line. You just got to make sure you get paid before the next guy and before the money runs out in the event of an economic storm where that contractor or that customer can't pay you. You just got to be higher on the list. You got to be the squeaky wheel, fellow fabricator. You've got to have the system in place, the visibility, number one, so you know who to be calling. Number two, you got to have the terms in place and your course of action in the event that you don't get paid, and you got to have leverage. Use the leverage that you have now before the storm hits. Get your receivables back into the current column. You do not want to enter an economic storm with customers who owe you money at 30, 60, and 90 days. Get on that now. The companies that get on that now are going to be the companies that have reduced sale and massively reduced risk. They're going to have the cash to run their business during this economic storm. The folks that don't, they're going to be hurting. So, fellow fabricator, thanks for tuning into this episode. Sorry for the froggy voice. Um, hopefully, by the next episode, I'll be feeling a little bit better. Until then, happy fabricating. <laughs>